On today's show, we get an update on Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving's injuries. Plus, Derek Lively II is the starting center for the Dallas Mavericks as of right now. What does that mean? What did Grant Williams say about this? And I sat down with Maxi Kleba after practice to talk to him about the Mavs trip and Derek Lively. All that on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know. In the comment section, what's one thing the Mavs need to do to help Derek Lively as the starting center? What's one thing they need to do? Let us know about that. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNMBA for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Joining me, as always and forever, my co-host, writer, contributor, Mavs.com, Studio 41, the pr- return to practice prints, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? I want to give a shout out right off the top to Scott Scooter Tomlin. Hey, his last week with the Mavs. Uh, you know, we talked about it a while back about him uh, stepping away, and you know, it was kind of lumped in there when we were talking about all the changes of uh, you know Casey Smith and everything. But uh, Scott's been really helpful uh, to Nick and myself. Uh, super good at his job, man. I mean the the job of a PR director <laughs> in uh, professional sports is a very interesting one and uh yeah worked for the Mavs gosh 20 plus years and uh yeah just great guy even better guy you know you hear that a lot but it really is and the truth with Scott even better uh even better person outside of uh, being able to work with him and working with the media on a daily basis and convincing you know, or trying to get players and coaches and everybody like, dude, all right, let's do this interview. Let's do this. Uh, you know, that can't be the m- most fun job in the world, but uh, <laughs> great guy last week with the Mavs. So want to give him a shout out. Absolutely. Great job, Scooter. And uh, if you ever do hear this for some reason, who day? That's right. <laughs> also want to plug. I mean, if you've been listening to this for a while, you, you listen to this, but back, uh, gosh, it was probably like two years ago at this point. We had Scott on for uh, kind of a two-part episode, and uh, you know, when when the 2011 championship happens, they win the title. Dirk exits the floor. Uh, we all we've all seen the film of it. He jumps you know, over the scores table yeah, and runs and to the back. Runs back to the locker room. There are only one or two people back there, and Scott was one of them in the locker room with Dirk. And he kind of walks through that whole moment with Dirk as soon as they won the title. What is those conversation with Dirk was about and stuff. He did it on the pod, so you can go look that up. You can just search Scott Tomlin, you know, wherever you listen to pods or and all of that. But shout Absolutely. out to you, Scooter. Absolutely. And also shout out to the Texas Rangers who go up 2-0 against the Astros. Oh. And the biggest accomplishment that they've that they've done so far is they got me to watch a full baseball game. That's impressive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this Rangers team is fun. They'll like you're you'll eat your heart out as as you're watching their bullpen. Uh we also have Lockdown Rangers, so go listen to Lockdown Rangers, Lockdown Cowboys. We're recording during that game, but if they won or not, I don't, you can go listen to them too. <laughs> Lockdown Cowboys. If they won or not. All right, on today's show, we're getting into uh, Derek Lively is the starter for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about 
why he's the starter, because we've been on this for a while that they should, and it seems like he's going to be, and then what the Mavericks need to do. I talked to Grant Williams at practice today about what the Mavericks need to do to help Derek Lively had some really interesting things to say, so we'll talk about that and hear from him. Then also, I sat down with Maxi Kleba for about five minutes, talked to him about the Mavs trip, talked to him about Derek Lively, talked to him about about everything. Um, and so we'll we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk to Maxi Kleba a little bit later on that. But let's start here. Luca, we got an update on his injury. Remember, he had the thigh strain and then he had the calf strain that he that happened to practice the day before the Real Madrid game. Jason Kidd gave an update and said they got an MRI. It was a mild calf strain. So everything that Brian Suterer says on our podcast that we did the other day, you know, Dr. Brian, it's a you know sports medical physician. He, you know, talked about what a calf strain is. And this is a mild one. So like everything he said, I think is true. It, it wasn't worse than what we thought it was. So you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, but he is also Luca is not going to play in the preseason game against Detroit on Friday, so we know that Luca is out for that for that final game, and uh, and that's what we know right now. Yeah, he, super. He also did not per- participate in practice fully. He was doing some exercise bike stuff. He was he was there. He walked out of practice at the same time everybody else did, so he was there for the full time. But he did not fully participate in practice. He walked out, waved at you know all the media, and was like, "Hey, good to see you all. Love you." No, you know what he did though. <laughs> Grant Williams is doing his pre- doing his like media availability and the way that you walk out is like you you walk out to the right of where the media availability is it's like this long hallway and like we're kind of like in that hallway area where we do media availability and Grant was doing his presser and I turned around and Luca's right behind me and Luca like kind of snickered at Grant Williams like haha you have to do media and then like <laughs> and then walked away classic Luca classic <laughs> classic uh, one, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, it, it's, you know, you're not super worried about it, but it's unfortunate at the same time. I mean, you know, you're going to talk about Kyrie probably, but it's, it's, you know, when you look at the preseason, what you wanted in the preseason and an ideal preseason is, all right, we, we want reps, right? We want reps between Kyrie and Luca. We want this duo. Everything hinges really on the level that this duo can you know, play together. And I think it was a total of six minutes, seven minutes that Jason Kidd even, you know, he mentioned in his, uh, his presser today or his media session today after practice. And that, you know, that we're going to get of Kyrie and Luca together. So, uh, or Kyrie, Luca and Grant together. And, and, you know, it's not everything, but it's something that you're walking out of preseason. You only had six minutes of your, your main three players on the floor together. You know what it is? It's par for the course, Isaac Harris. <laughs> like continuing small sample size with this star duo and all that. So, yeah, it, like you said, it's not nothing, but it also is we, we haven't seen them very often, and so now we go into the season with them uh, like kind of not getting the full preseason and training camp and everything that we hoped that they would get. They didn't get a full – well, they got a truncated training camp mm-hmm. because of the international trip too. So here we go again with <laughs> not the full amount of time they should get. The other update was Kyrie Irving. He is, you know, it was a full participant in practice. He was, he was like joking around with everybody. He was in the huddle. He was doing everything. It seemed like, and uh, using great spirits during that. And then he was doing some extra shooting and some extra ball handling stuff afterwards. So he looked totally fine. Jason Kidd said that, you know, he was, you know, full participant and that even that with that groin soreness that he's, they'll see what happens. They'll, they'll keep monitoring it as they go. And then they have practice again on Tuesday and they'll see if he's going to play on that Friday game as well. So that's where we are with Kyrie. I feel much better about where Kyrie is than where Luca is right now. If you're just looking at the two of them. Yeah. Derek Lively is the starting center for the Dallas Mavericks. As of right now, it seems like it, he has been for all the preseason games. Jason Kidd has not really 
like experimented with that one. Why is he the starter and why is this the right move, Isaac? Well, I think you got to ask you, ask the question of like, why not? I think sometimes you got to ask the opposite question of saying, all right, why shouldn't he be the starter? Because, because when you do it that way, then your answer is what? Because another player is better than him at the position. Well, that's just, I mean, and that was my whole case all along. If, if this is the, if this was the center, you know, rotation uh, crew, then you might as well just throw it, go ahead and throw him out there. Like, unless you're going to make a trade for somebody, like if they brought in a Capella or somebody like that, then yeah, that's your starting center. Like Derek Lively's going to come off the bench, but if it's Dwight and Rashawn Holmes, then you go ahead and throw Lively out there. Like there's no, I mean, what, what's the, what is the harm? Like, why not? Is it because he's going to get in foul trouble? Okay. Well then just put Dwight in like it, the, the, I just think the reward, it's much higher than the risk on it of go ahead and getting his reps in, get him in there, get him playing with Luca. And then you can figure this stuff out. He's going to have rookie stuff. He's going to have moments where it's not going to work out. But I just think that will Dwight Powell make less mistakes than Derek Lively? Probably so. But you need the ceiling of Derek Lively to hit your ceiling as a team. And right now the gap between who is the like better overall player who makes the less mistakes and all that stuff just doesn't outweigh enough for me to start Dwight over Derek Lively. They also need Derek Lively to be ready by the end of the season, right? Like <laughs> even if he's not super ready right now to to play at a, a vet level, and Grant Williams kind of alludes to that a little bit later when I when I talked to him at practice today. But they need him to be ready by the end. So they need him to get these reps. They need him to get as many reps as he possibly can with this group. And they need him to, because he's the only seven foot, seven, seven wingspan, rim defending center that can actually rebound it and, you know, and do all that. He's, he's the only one on the roster with those kind of physical tools and attributes. And so they need him to be ready at that point. So to me, the only reason why you wouldn't start Derek Lively right away is if you're worried about, well, if he's not good right away and what if he's bad and detrimental to the team and all of a sudden like it just becomes really bad and you start to see it's basically a JaVale McGee situation from last year. Like he's just so bad that you have to bench him and then maybe that messes up his psyche and messes up his confidence and then all of a sudden you have to build that back up and that becomes a whole it's thing. Like That's the, the only. I would say it's kind of like the rookie quarterback thing of like, hey, yeah, sometimes right. you just, they, you know, they go ahead and start the vet knowing that they're probably going to bench him, you know, halfway through the yeah. season for the rookie, because if you start the rookie and then you have to bench him, it's, it's a pretty tough look, but yeah, I just think Derek Lively's worth starting and you got to start him right now. And, and I think Derek Lively is so much more mature and ready than I thought, but I think more than maybe the Mavericks thought too, which is why we're in this position and we're going to hear from Grant Williams and how he sees it because he starts next to him coming up. So we'll talk about that and hear from Grant Williams coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp has you covered with therapy. You got to talk to somebody. There's things in your life. I'm going through, I'm going through, going through a situation. Stop it. The music. I'm going through a situation. I'm going through a situation right now in my life. It's serious, Isaac. That I needed to talk to somebody. I needed somebody that was unbiased. I needed somebody that wasn't for one side or the other, that wasn't a family member of one side or the other that's going to try and take that or try to fix it right away, right? I can look at my therapist and say, 
hey, I don't need an answer right now. I just need to talk this out. And they're totally for it. And they'll ask the right questions and they'll do those things. Like it's somebody that you can talk all these things through. So you absolutely should check out BetterHelp. If you have no other option to try therapy, BetterHelp is a great one. BetterHelp.com slash NBA. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA. Get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Go try it out today. You can switch therapists whenever you need to. Check it out. Better help today. Shut it down. Oh, Let's go home. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. That's how you become part of the Raccoon Squad. Just listen every day. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on uh, Mavs practice. I updated you on the Mavs injuries today. I sent updates on that. I'll answer questions. I'll do film breakdowns. Well, I'll watch a quarter of a game, and then I'll do that with you all kinds of stuff on subtext subscribe to the subscribe to it click the link in the description or text the number on the screen and get a ding just just like that on your on your subtext right to your phone i think with the sound effects today you're killing me with the sound effects today did you get a soundboard over the weekend i did (laughs) he's playing music he's playing dings it's all over all right at practice today I asked Grant Williams a couple questions about specifically about Derek Lively, about starting with Derek Lively and what the Mavericks need to do to help him along. And I was curious what he had to say about that, what his perspective was. He always has a really interesting perspective. This is what he had to say. You started a couple of games next to Derek Lively now. What kind of support does he need? What kind of things are you learning to help him on the court? Yeah, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, Lively is um, young. He's a rookie. So there's going to be times where he'll make a mistake or he'll be out of positioning. But that's uh, our job is best to have his back, you know. Um, having him on the court allows us to have a vertical presence that not many people can offer. And his ability to impact shots at the rim and also pace of play and running up the floor really helps us. So in order for us to be really successful, we need him to take a, a big leap and continue his development that he's on pace with. Because, you know, we're going to continue to challenge him. We're going to try to hold him to a high, high standard. But in order for us to be the best team possible, we need him to not be a We need him to learn how to be a vet in a matter of a short amount of time. So um, I think we have belief in him. We have to keep, as vets, continue to talk to him because he's a great receptive listener. And we just have to make sure he stays, stays humble along the way as well. What are the things you've seen so far that show that he's not a rookie or that he can get to that point at some point? Yeah, there's definitely um, the physicality, you know. Um, I feel like that first game we played Gobert, you could tell he was a rookie. You know, you could tell that there was a little bit of a, a difference. And that following game, when he got a chance to play him again, it was a different different story. And he played with even more physicality. We got more on the rebounding end. He plays with great, tremendous energy. So that's something we don't have to ask from him. But we have to ask for the mental growth from him, whether it's watching film, whether it's actually walking on the court and just walking through and training the mental side of his body. Um, that's going to be the biggest development for him. And I think that he has the ability to do it. And we're going to challenge him to do it because, you know, like, as we said, we need it. That last part's the one that stands out to me. We need him. Like, we need him. Like, the team, this is the starting four. This is part of the big group. This is Grant Williams saying, we need him to be that. That, to me, really stood out. Yeah, the we need him part, and then the part, you know, after the first question you asked of, you know, we need him to be a vet now. Like, he's he's got to grow up now. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's the moment that, I don't know if they've just, you know, decided on it or any of that, but like right. they haven't made the trade, you know, for, for a big, or they've, you know, they've tried unsuccessful and all that. So right now he's a starter and they're like, Hey, if, if this is the plan moving forward, then we have high aspirations out of team. So you got to grow up quick. 
and there is no honeymoon phase for him. And I love the, the owning aspect on it for Grant of like, Hey, for, for us and the vets, it's on us to pick him up and to teach him when these moments happen. But it's also the, um, just the expectations for him right now and him pointing out his, his, like, um, his rim presence and the verticality stuff. He's like, we, you know, you don't, they don't make them like that. You know, like we don't basically, they don't have that on the roster. And that's the, you know, the thing in the preseason that I feel like you've noticed the most is how much stuff he alters in the paint. I, it was not lost on me that Grant Williams said we as vets, and maybe we can talk about that in a, in a second. <laughs> um, but though we need him, we need him to be a rookie right away. And he, they, they need him because he represents, we've said this all summer. He represents a style of player and a type of player they just don't have on the roster. And they mm-hmm. desperately need a rim protector like that. And honestly, he's stepping up to it. Like, Grant, Grant Williams is, and all of them, every player, every coach has said, hey, he's stepping up to this opportunity. He's stepping up to the, to the plate on this. They're doing the extra work they've been in since August, you know, trying to, to get better. And he's taking a big leap. And Grant said he, he's taking an even bigger leap, you know, and they, they keep, you know, giving him more and all that. And they just need him to be not a rookie right away and be and be a vet. And uh, yeah, I just, I think that all is, is so fascinating from a team perspective. Like, all right, we need this guy. We need this rookie right away because usually it's, We'll bring the rookie along slowly. We just haven't seen this from the Mavericks very recently. Yeah, and, and I think you know we were you sent over some notes before the you know the show, and you're like, what what do the Mavs need to do to make sure he works? Yeah. I think I think they're doing a, a pretty good amount of stuff that like on a on a perfect piece of paper. If I said, hey, the Mavericks, you know, if we go back to last summer and we say the Mavericks are going to draft a big man to be their starting center of the future, and he's going to start from day one. What would your like ideal checklist of things that you would want them to have for him uh, in place to like make him the best and make sure it works out? Like there are things that the Mavericks have like done. Like I would want a man. I would want a mentor that's been there, done that, played the position and all of that. Well, I mean, Tyson Chandler has been around the team ever like everybody with a mic has talked about that. The next thing. I would want somebody who has experience coaching some of the other like best players. One of the my favorite things in, in um one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people in the league, Melvin Hunt, old assistant coach for for the Mavericks. One of my favorite things I talked to Melvin about was all the stars that he had spent time coaching. I mean, from Kobe to LeBron, USA. I mean, like all this different stuff that that Melvin has has coached with in players. So. I think that's where it, on a, if we're going down the checklist, man, an assistant coach who's coached some of the best bigs in the league. Well, dang, you brought in Alex Jensen, a guy who coached literally Rudy Gobert in Utah, one of the best assistant coaches in the league, has coached a, you know another big in Rudy. So, and then you could continue going down. It's like, all right, now you're gonna have vets in in the lineup around him. That's why it's like if Derek Lively, which Omax has already been, you know, kind of replaced in the starting lineup. We know that yeah. and all that lasted one game. But it's like I, I wouldn't well, want Omax to, <laughs> I wouldn't want Omax to, st- you know, to start next to him because I think you need all the vets you can around him and next to him and stuff. So I, if we're going down through the checklist, I'm like, dang, they've they've really checked off a lot of the boxes for if you're gonna draft a guy and to pl- start from day one at your center position. And you're going to be a good team because that's different. Like Spurs are probably going to suck. So like to be like, that's kind of a very unique spot. And I think they're doing a lot of stuff to make it work. 
yeah, it's the Mavs and the Thunder doing the same thing, starting starting as a rookie center, and one of them was you know much higher drafted with, with Chet Holmgren, but still they're they're kind of doing the same thing, both trying to be good, both starting these rookie centers, and it'll be interesting to see how that works. The other thing I think is the preparation. They're not just throwing him. I don't think they're just throwing mm-hmm. him into this, especially considering like what Josh Green's rookie season looked like. <laughs> Imagine if it was that that shortened off season and all that. He went through you know the whole draft process, summer league. He came after Summer League, which is in July. He comes in in August to the Mavs facility. He's been working there in the Mavs facility. Works with Tyson Chandler, like you said. Then he goes to this, you know, then he has training camp. Then he has preseason. And now they have these extra practices that they're doing before they actually play the last preseason game because they went on this international trip. Like, that's kind of a benefit. They get some more practices in that way. They're doing one. They did one Monday. They'll do one Tuesday. We'll see however many more they do this week. And so now he's got some extra preparation time going through it. And also, he's got some. He's got a pretty easy guy to to work with in Luca that'll make it easy for him on offense. He doesn't have to yeah. do a ton on offense. They know exactly. The other thing is, they know exactly what his role is going to be. He's he's put in these limits where Chet Holmgren probably is going to be asked to do a bunch of different things because he can do a bunch of different things, right? Like he's supposed to be a star player. He's supposed to be you know top two pick or whatever. Derek Lively, they want him to do these things. Stay in this box. Stay in the defend the rim. You know, get rebounds lobs catch lobs do that and then eventually maybe step out to hit a three and they're not they're not even asking him to do that yet so they've defined the role they've he's got the preparation he's got the people around him like they've set this up so well for him to do this and I asked Maxi Kleba about him I sat down with Maxi Kleba for about five minutes and I was asking him about Derek Lively and his preparation and then I was asking him about the trip and I was just curious from a veteran what that trip was like and so coming up let's hear from Maxi Kleba and let's hear what he had to say about all of this But before we do, let me tell you about game time. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking right now at game time, and I'm looking at these Rangers tickets because game three is going to be wild. You're thinking about it. Game three. I'm I'm really, I'm really, if Josh Dak, if you're listening right now, text me because I'm, I'm fascinated to go to this Rangers game and see they have tickets. They're going to be tickets available. How many Uh, players do you know on the Rangers? Uh, after, after these last two games that I've watched, I, I know a decent amount now, like six, I know Nathan Avaldi. that dude deals. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That dude was so, so good. So anyway, game time is the place to do it because if you go on game time, you can get cheaper tickets later so you can wait and you can get the last minute tickets like that. They also show you the view from your seat. You can do all that kind of stuff. And if you've never used game time before, you can use the code locked on NBA, one word locked on NBA, get $20 off with that code. Uh, locked in NBA, download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked in NBA for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem your code $20 off download the app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Shut it down. Oh, Let's go. Home. All right, Isaac Harris. So went to Mavs practice today, by the way, there were some legends at Mavs practice today. The usual suspects, your Tyson Chandler's, your Jason kids, your, you know, those guys were there, obviously. Today, Rolando Blackman was there. Ooh, legend. I, I was wearing a new jacket I got this weekend. Rolando Blackman walked by me, grabbed the jacket, tugged on it, and was like, ooh, and then walked by. Made me feel the greatest I've ever felt in a really was it long Maver- time. Maverick's jacket? I got that confidence, baby, confidence. No, it was like a, it's like a corduroy, like a, a tan beige kind of thing. It's nice. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, Sean Marion was there, Matrix. 
He was at practice today as well, as well as Nancy Lieberman, the legend. She used to oh. be a WNBA legend, legendary player, and then she was the assistant coach for the Kings. I think she was the first female assistant, like was an assistant. Um, and then she now works for the now works with the Wings and does all that kind of stuff. So there's some legends today at practice. It was great. Another player I talked to today was Maxi Kleba. Let's hear from Maxi Kleba on his thoughts on the Mavericks' recent international trip on Derek Lively and all kinds of stuff. Here, Maxi Kleba. Talk to me about the the trip you guys just took. It was the longest international like preseason trip that a team has taken. Did it feel like that? I definitely felt like that. You know, it was a great experience. We got a lot to see, but it was also very exhausting. Um, you know, I think on the one hand, it helped us really building team chemistry. Um, on the other side, we had a little bit of lack of practice because of the travel itinerary. Um, so we got to make up for it now. But I think overall, it was a good good experience, um, good to bond as a team, um, and a lot of fun. Where did you feel the length of the trip? Was there a certain point where you're like, I was, I'm annoyed with the guys around me? or I'm... No, I, I feel like the first days were the toughest ones, adjusting mm. to jet lag because yeah. we got in late and then not really going to sleep right away. Um, so I think that was the hardest part. Um, you know, we have a great group of guys, so there's not really a time where you say, like, oh, I have enough of them. Like, you can always <laughs> hang around. They're very easy going. Plus, you can do your own thing as well. Um, so uh, it, it was not like that. It was just overall the the schedule was was exhausting and what made it tough but being around the guys was a great great experience do you ever get over that that jet lag of going back and forth because how many times have you gone back and forth from europe to uh, here and back i don't know it really depends on the travel i guess yeah. um and, and not every time is the same but uh you know you try to make the best out of it yeah a lot of people talk about the chemistry of, of a trip like that what did you guys do was there any bonding moments was there pranks on the plane was there anything that you guys had that you felt was a good bonding I think the plane ride was more quiet, but, uh, you know, we had team dinners and uh, we did some sightseeing stuff as a group together. So there was definitely a lot of time where we can bond as a team and, and have a good time. Who's the loudest at a team dinner? Who, who, do you sit next, who do you want to sit next to? Like, who's the... I don't know. Not, not the loudest, but he likes to talk a lot. He's grand. He has a lot of uh, yeah. things to say. So I would sit next to him so I can <laughs> listen or kind of argue. What's the vibe difference between the end of last season? I know it's coming into a new season. But what's the vibe difference with all the new guys and everything? I mean, first of all, we have a lot of new young guys too. Um, so the vibe is the vibe overall is great, right? Last year was obviously a tough finish and not how we expected it to be. So um, coming into the new season, we have a lot of expectations and a lot of hope. Um, and, and that's the approach that we have. You know, we know we have a great group of guys. Now we just got to find um, the lineups together on the court, communicate, figure out how to play with each other. Um, we have a lot of young talent that came in, um, super skilled. You know, it's a lot of fun because they go hard, they play hard. And, uh, you know, therefore, like, the, the team ambiance is really good. Derek Lively is probably going to be starting at this point. How can you support him? How has it been playing with him? Like, what can you do with him on the floor defensively to help him uh, like, just get, a look, get over that? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, playing with Kyrie and Luca out there, you just got to make sure you're in the right spot because they will find you. And he's a great rim threat. You know, he's very athletic, very tall. So he already, already is naturally so gifted. And he does a lot of things, even uh, tactic-wise, perfect, you know. And then it's just the small details, adjustments to opponents, um, maybe like our own schemes that he has to learn a little bit because it's going to be different from college. But, you know, you can you can always help with positioning and where to be and then also like figure out communication part where they where he has to you know figure out how to play with Luca and how to play with Kyrie, two different players in, in their pick and rolls. But, you know, he's been doing a really great job and he's going to help us a lot. He doesn't feel like he's 19. When I talk to him, he's like, man. He's a grown man. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it. Yeah. He's been a lot like through his life and everything too so he felt like he's been through a ton college is a different experience with nil and all that it feels like they mature coming in yeah no he's very mature um you know 
he has a good work ethic. Um, he works a lot with our assistant coaches before and after, trying to do the right thing all the time. And I think I think that will really help him to make it in this league and, and become really good. And like I said, he's already shown how big of a rim threat he is, how he can protect the paint on the other side. And now it's only the only part that we have to work, uh, work out is like how all puzzle pieces come together. Yeah, before, right. you know? Defensively, what's the thing you guys can do to get better? Because your defense seems to be all predicated on rotations, effort, making sure you're in the right spot. Yeah. What can you I, do this year to be better? I think the one thing that everybody has to bring is just effort, you know, because mistakes are going to happen in the league. The offense is too good to not make mistakes. But, you know, when there's a mistake happening, we have to not crack down, but continue playing and help each other unite. It might, it might be a call, maybe a wrong call. We get beat, but, you know, we can't just stop playing. we got to help each other out and just, you know, make effort plays. Has anybody kind of emerged as a leader on the team so far, defensively or otherwise? We have, uh, you know, we have we have Ty and Luca, obviously, and then Grant, who's been a big voice, and doing a great job of leading the team. There you go. There's Maxi Kleba at practice, loud practice, and then it got real quiet, and then it got loud, and then it got loud again. Uh, the thing that stood out to me about Derek Lively is when he talked about how mature he was and how – he came in and everybody kind of has to help has to help make sure that he's he's right. But then I asked him about the defense, and the defense is all predicated on their effort, their rotations, being in the right spot. I mean, he, he agreed with that. And then like to have a rookie in that spot, it kind of makes it a, a little harder because there is some there is some there's going to be a learning curve there of him to learn that that scheme like he talked about. Yeah, that, I think that was my takeaway with live. You know, same as yours is when you play with Luke and Kyrie, you got to know your spots. And, you know, for him, he's like, hey, he's got to stand in the corner, right? <laughs> and at some point, he's got to, you know, move out to the wing there. But because they always know they, you know, Luca especially works like a tactician out there, you know, a, a quarterback of like, hey, be in your spots because when I'm going doing my crazy stuff, I'm going to sling it over to a corner and you better be there. And for Lively, he's just got to learn those little things. And it's cool hearing Maxie, you know, talk about some of the techniques and stuff that he already has like down. Uh, it's just a matter of like learning their system and, and all of that. That's encouraging. Yeah, Maxi is going to say the right things. I tried to like make him break down or like try to try to like say like to say anything that happened with the team, but he's always going to say the right things. But the things that stood out to me in that was that Lively is mature and that Lively is already has the skills, like already has the like the skills coming in. He's talked about them being very skilled, the work ethic. He's he's working on it, like he's doing all the right things, and I think that. For somebody like Maxi, who Lively's kind of taking his spot, sort of. Like, he could make a, a bid for the starting center spot, right? Like, that could be his spot. But instead, he's pushing Lively forward. He's helping Lively get to that spot. And, uh, and yeah, it's I, I think that this whole thing is pushing towards Derek Lively being that guy. And, man, if you think about us having this conversation back when we were doing, like, our draft profile of him or, or even back on draft night, like, wow, we're here, man. And he's been, he's been elevated this, to be this- that guy. And there's still an unknown. Like we're excited to see a rookie like start and like, hey, let's just give it go ahead and give it to the young guy. Like, I think he should start with this current center group. Like been adamant about that. That doesn't mean that he's gonna win rookie of the year. I don't there's gonna be times where it's tough. Like he gets fouls super quick, and you're like, dang it. All right. Like he looks like a rookie out there. He gets overpowered by another guy. Like, I just think that. It, for lively season, you almost got to zoom out a little bit and be like, all right, the, what's the overall picture? As long as it's not like, 
you know, killing the team from going to the playoff. Like what's the overall picture for Derek Lively this year to grow as a player? Because there's going to be some tough moments. Like it's, that's just inevitable. But I think with this current collection, then this is the best option of going ahead and throwing your lottery pick out there. And they're doing it. They're doing it. And the Mavericks seem like they're doing all the right things to make sure that it works because they're supporting him. Everybody around him is supporting him. You heard from Grant Williams. You heard from Max and Kleba. They're all supporting him at this point. And that Derek Lively seems to be ready for this moment. And we'll continue to monitor it on Lockdown Mavs. We'll talk about it all throughout the season. Uh, both of us, the entire season, every game. Yeah, we will. We'll both talk about it the entire season. <laughs> that's, very true. that's very true. Yeah, maybe, maybe not here. Uh, but we'll both talk about it. There you go. Uh, any other? Th- oh, the other thought from Maxi is uh, anytime you ask anybody who's like the loudest or who talks the most on the team, it's Grant Williams. Just always that he's yeah. His reputation precedes him like completely. Yes, hundred percent. I have some Jason Kidd takeaways that maybe we can talk about tomorrow. I'll actually I'll say this. I'll say this last one real quick. He was asked about Dante X. Hold on. I don't, I don't, I might not give any more of these. Say the thing. Hey, hey, one more thing. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. <laughs> Jason Kidd was asked about Dante Exum. Uh, and he's like, he was asked, what position is he? And Jason Kidd, classic. He's a basketball player. Basketball player. But then, this was my favorite one that we, we might need to clip. He says, there are no positions. He can play all the positions except the five. <laughs> I mean, in in the Mavs system, in fairness, he's right. I thought there were no positions, though. <laughs> but you just referenced the five. <laughs> hold, on. hold on. Hold on. I don't always tell you guys the truth. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. That, that earned the trifecta right there. So anyway, great. He did reference Dexter and Greg being the two-way guys. So, um, which you know we haven't really talked about who got waived and all yeah, that stuff. Right? But. Yeah. Yeah. Taze Moore is has been brought in. Greg Brown, Dexter Dennis, they uh, AJ Lawson's still a two-way guy. So we'll, we'll see who how that all shakes out at the yeah. end here. But yeah, there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.